What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turn Dogs Golf Podcast. This is Liam. Alongside me is Jack. Jack, we had a crazy week in golf. We were at the Century. What do you think? How would it go for you? What happened? Who was good? Who was bad? Give me all the details. Well, first off, this is the second. Well, I talk about golf itch when the hero comes on. Twenty players, Bahamas. Yep. You're in Hawaii. You see that 18th hole at Kapalua. Let me tell you, you start looking at golf now. You start looking at the weather report. We're in the Midwest. <laughs> We're not seeing any tee times for a couple months here. Um, it is awesome to watch. One of my favorite events, just as kind of an aesthetic, you know, background of work, Thursday, Friday, even Sunday. You know, I work crazy. But um, congratulations to Chris Kirk. One thing I'll mention is you just have to love the guy. You have to love his story. You have to love everything about him. If you're a casual, I can understand why you may not want him to win. A little bit of that more traditional quote-unquote boring golf doesn't have that name recognition as one of the top 50 players in the world per se, but he is an unbelievable talent. If you don't know his story, go take five minutes and Google it because you'll become a fan of his immediately. Yeah, absolutely. He doesn't really flash um, the same way that like a Jordan Spieth would have or that a Scotty would have if they would have won. Um, but as far as winners go, he's a very class act. Um, I, I agree. Looking at, at, at them playing in Hawaii, I'm super jealous. Uh, I looked at my weather report just out of curiosity, and it looks like where I am, the high this weekend is going to be four degrees, which is going to be just beautiful. We love that for us. Uh, so I'm super jealous that they get to uh, they get to enjoy 75 degrees in, in sunny days down in down in Hawaii. But uh you know, it could be worse. I'm watching golf. It, it, it really, again, now that the main season is is really here, everything is just infinitely more exciting for me. Football's over now too, so now I can focus all of my attention on golf as opposed to anything else. Kind um, of. Well, yeah, it, it, to an extent. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just extremely enticing for me because, of course, I want to try and you know crush how I did last year. And so far, so good. We're off to a good start. Yeah, I think obviously we record this on Mondays. Natty championships going on. Yeah. Um, our NFL playoffs are going to start this weekend, so everything will winds down. But in terms of this opening event, we saw a large majority of the top 10 players in the world compete. Obviously, you didn't see a Camo or a Kepka. Um, Rory wasn't yeah. there. Rom wasn't there. But everybody that competed on the top 10 minus Hovland finished out the top 15. So it was a really good showing from a lot of these guys. Um, I was so, so happy to see Spieth contend at 27 under. You know, it's one of the things that I could not believe. Spieth, for a large majority of his career, fairway, middle of the green, try to make your birdie putt, take your two-putt par, and go to the next tee. And that's why he dominates at Augusta, for example, Kiowa Island, for example. So for him to target, I think his proximity was you know, almost five feet closer than his average from the last year. You get those opportunities with a putter like that, He's going to score. So 27 under was one of the highlights of me watching, especially finishing with an eight under crazy. Yeah, there was a good list of guys that uh, were pretty low in terms of DraftKings price that really kind of topped off on the board. Um, and and again, I think that, you know, Jordan Spieth might have been the outlier in those first three or four guys, even some guys that finished T5. Um, there were big names along with them, but there were a lot of names that like, weren't 10,000 DraftKings points, which I think made it incredibly enticing. Um, I also personally enjoyed the fact that some of the guys up at the top of the board struggled. You know, Hovland didn't play awful, but he didn't play great either. He kind of middled his way through. Um, And if you watched last week, 
and you listened last week and you heard Victor Hovland was not our DFS target, yep. there's a reason why. Again, finishing, what do you do, 22nd is still not bad, something like that. But if you're spending $11,000, $10,400 on a guy depending on your DFS, you got to beat that in a 59-person field. Yeah, the, the Victor Hovland finished like in, in somewhere in the T20s. The four guys I mentioned in in that range finished a combined T26. If you take all of their finishes together. So not, not that Hovland was, again, a bad play. But respectfully, I told you guys to avoid him for a reason. And I picked four guys that all did better than him almost combined. So sometimes we're looking out for you. Sometimes we are, but it was awesome. There were definitely moments where I didn't want to see a Benny on on my screen yeah. or a JT Poston, but from a betters perspective, this is a very good field. 59. I know it's not the hero with top 20 players in the world that were like 17 of them. I know it's not a major where we're seeing, you know, the other live guys and Rory and whatnot. That's a conversation for another day, yep. but to see the top 10 guys in the world competing to see 15 through 40 competing. This is a birdie fest. It shows a lot more than what just the scoreboard sees. Chris Kirk almost got to 30 under. You don't realize how good these guys are. But, I mean, you take a look at a guy that finished, we'll call it 30th place. 30th place just won a major last year in Wyndham Clark. So these guys are all caliber. It's a betting mindset. Look out for something like this because it's going to come quickly. Like like you were just about to mention Ludwig Aberg, 10 under on Sunday and finished like 47th. Three under through three other days. So yeah, when you take it. into account, I know it's a really small window of scale, but a small course like John Deere Classic, he's going to vault up in DFS and ranking points. Longer courses, he can kind of minimize himself. I know it's a small window, though. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, all right, we did kind of a pretty good job there of highlighting some, some of the uh, surprises, of course, of the week. Is there anything else specifically you want to mention before we get into DraftKings lineups and FanDuel lineups for the week? Yeah, um, right before we get into everything, I just want to say that couple guys' stock went down for me, Ricky Fowler, Hideki Matsuyama, and Tony Fino. Stock went dramatically down for me for those guys. So this week, um, I know that Ludwig is the only one in the field. I don't remember seeing Fino or Ricky. They're not. Um, but those are two guys um, outside of Auberg or Aubert, according to the Ryder Cup team, that you may want to watch up until we get to March. Yeah, I again, I kind of felt that way about Ricky last week where I know he he wasn't good in the Zozo and then he wasn't good at um shoot, was it Ar- no, Hero. He wasn't good at Hero either. I think he'd finished like close to last on both of those. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to avoid Ricky. And I felt really really grateful I did cuz yeah, I was also I mean, as much as I already wasn't high on him, I think my stock dropped even lower on him specifically. So, all right, DraftKings lineups. Yeah, let's get into it. Um, for those of you who do not know, um, we post everything to TikTok, and we had a couple of haters. And I welcome you. Welcome. We're all community. I understand social media. People are going to not dislike, not like what we do. But congratulations. If you followed along with us, you made some green in your pocket. Your DFS balance just went up, starting with mine, Scotty Scheffler, Max Homa, Camo, Eric Cole, Cam Young, and Akshay Bhatia, um, Cam Davis Blue. Outside of that, 6,100 Akshay really carried my lineup. And obviously, Scotty, Homa, and Cole really did the majority of the work there. Yeah, you had, you had a great lineup. I felt like your lineup was kind of anticipated that it was going to do well. 
I got a little more grief out of mine, which like, hey, you know what? I love proving people wrong, so that's fine. Hopefully you guys can tail along in the future if you if you didn't like my lineup this past week. But uh, I got a little more grief, but it ended up being quite a good lineup. I finished, I want to say 200th out of about 4,000 entries. Um, so that's a nice little number for me. Um, I had Scotty Scheffler, who was T5, Xander, who finished T10, Colin Morikawa, T5, Eric Cole, T14, Akshay Bhatia, T14, and Luke List, T22. Um, so I basically had six guys in the top 22, which is always going to win you a little bit of money, especially in a, in a field like this. Yeah, absolutely. And then FanDuel, pretty much the same thing for me, except a touch worse on the back end. Scotty, Cantlay, which was nice. Homa, Sahith, which is really nice. And then Cam Davis stunk, and then Nick Hardy was pretty average, but he's 7K. You got to take some of those flyers. We still made money. I'm not complaining. Yeah, I was kind of in the same boat. Um, made money, didn't have quite the high tier lineup as I did in DraftKings. Um, again, a lot of the same guys: Scotty, Collins, Xander, Akshay, uh, who were all you know T5s, basically or T14s. Um, I had Tom Hoagie, who who had moments where he looked really good, but finished T38. He just kind of fizzled out. Um, never really had a chance contention. And then Justin Rose started the week, I think shooting like one over, but then on Saturday and Sunday shot a combined like 19 under in order to finish T40. It was a little insane. Honestly, he, he played awful to start the week, but the finish really kind of gives me some good promise going into these next few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I think DFS was a really strong point. I know limited window of DFS information on a 59 person field Four for four on money. We're going to take that all day, no matter if it's a penny or a million dollars. Yep, 100%. How about bets? Well, I'll quickly cruise over mine. Um, I did combine, as I mentioned last week, my wild card and my bets. So mine will look a little bit different than Liam's onset this week. Um, but it had Max Homa top 10 and top 15, finished at 13, so I only got 15th there. Cam Davis top 20, he finished like second to last, so that was harsh. Uh, Tom Kim top 20, which I thought was my bet of the week. Turns out it was not. And then Cam Burns over Sam Burns. No, Cam Young over Sam Burns ended up being a wash. Uh, but I did say I put a half unit on both my wild cards and made them bets. Um, both of those are plus 320. And Cantlay bogey free run one and Xander bogey free run one. Those both won. Ended up going up 1.03 units, bringing us to 15.31 for the year. That was a mouthful. Yeah, there you go. You uh, you got you went up this week, which is great. Just continuing to cruise along on your uh, on your success. Uh, I had a honestly really lucky week and a pretty good week, all things considered. I went three for three on my bets. Uh, Eric Cole top twenty at plus one forty. That was a great win to see. Uh, Morikawa top ten at plus one twenty five. That was also a great win. And then my sweat was Xander Shoffley top ten at plus one forty. Uh, my T ten did cash, so I'm gonna take it. Uh, if, if yours was finicky and you only got your money back, I'm sorry, but I'm just playing it the way it, let way me explain for me. what Liam means. There's about 70% of sports books that when you do a bet for a top 10 that do what's called a dead heat reduction. And there's yes. also books that have a top 10 and ties. The book that he did it on was top 10 and ties. Correct. So we're just taking whatever the payout is and marking it on our form. Yeah. So that gives me the three for three. Um, I'm up 4.05 units, and therefore I'm currently uh, positive 8.3 units on the year. So 
we love that for me. It's just a little different than it was last year, but we are, uh, we're cruising yeah, there's along. There's a plus sure. instead of a minus at this time. <laughs> well, we're, it's a plus and a minus. And the, and the one last year, I think was about negative 17. And the one this year is about plus eight and a half. So just a slight, slight difference. Uh, uh, I'll do my just a, a quick preference real quick. Bet what you could afford to lose a little plug there. <laughs> whatever yeah, yeah, they yeah. say, this is betting advice, whatever they say. 100%. Uh, let me do my wild card pick real fast because Jack kind of did his in with his normal bets. Um, I had anyone to make a hole-in-one at plus 500. Uh, that was a loss. Um, so it happens. By an inch, Max Homa. Yeah. Man. Was it Homa or Spieth? Homa because someone put like 100 bucks on Twitter on him getting a hole-in-one at like 150 to one odds. So Ooh. he's going to pocket 150 racks or something like that. Missed it by an inch. Yikes, that is, yeah, I saw there were a couple guys that were close. I want to say Spieth was also close on one, but yeah, so it happens. It is what it is. It's why it's a wild pick. So what about, uh, what about winners? How'd your winners do? Well, you know what they say, you know, golf, you want the lowest score. Kind of what I did. Hideki finished second on the bottom and Cam Davis should have tied for fifth on the bottom. Um, so if we're playing golf rules, I did tremendous. There you go. Uh, yeah, you know what happens with those weeks sometimes. Uh, for me, I had Morikawa who finished uh, fifth from the top, and then a Hoagie who finished T38. Um, again, Morikawa is kind of my main winner's pick, but Hoagie was just kind of a, a, a throw in, admittedly. I, 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 it works. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else on the century? No. I, I love the century, but I'm ready to get in the Sony. It's one of my favorite events. I, I, I know I say that like a hundred times a year, but this is really one of my favorite events of the year. There you go. Uh, w- one thing before we get into the Sony uh, is I'm sure everybody saw on their phone today. Tiger has officially separated from Nike after 27 years. Uh, do you have any, any thoughts on where he potentially may end up, you know, like a, a Callaway or I don't know. I'm sure there's a thousand, a thousand brands out there that he could, he might make his own brand. Do you have any thoughts or opinions? So there's three that I can think of okay. that are higher probability than others. Um, I can't say some of the things I want to say, just being involved in the industry I am. Um, however, uh, three public ones that I can talk about. One is Grayson. Um, for anybody that doesn't know his son, Charlie, um, is an ambassador now of Grayson as well as Justin Thomas. So that's a really good familial trait. Um, I think there's a lot of partnership and a lot of execs that have probably been tied in with dinners with Tiger. I think Footjoy is another big one. He's already started over the last year, year and a half to wear Footjoy shoes, help with the arch, help with the ankle and all these things. And Footjoy being a cushionet with Titleist. Um, I think there's a lot of things that can kind of steamroll from that. Um, and I also think that much like Jordan did with Nike, there's a chance that he does a kind of a solo signature brand, maybe with any vendor, kind of like what Cam Smith did with Penguin. It's his line. We may see that. I know he kind of had it with Nike and then they kind of put it on the back burner. So yep. I don't know what the copyright issues are with that TW because that is sexy beyond belief, but it'll be interesting. I, I would say that's probably the route I'm going to. I could totally see him make some sort of like his own brand. Um, and just kind of looping that out through an extent. I think that's very, a very Tiger-esque thing to do. And I think it would sell very well because of what he's done, you know, as far as kind of building a generation of golf. Um, so so I, I, I think that that third option could potentially somewhere in those lines. I understand it's a little loose of an answer, um, but there's a lot of options he can really go with that route if he decided to, to, to want to pursue it that way. Yeah. yeah do, you have any, do you have any thoughts? 
No, um, I, I, again, I just I. It's a little weird that I'm not going to see him in Nike anymore. I mean, especially as far as like the Nike, the the Nike red on Sundays. Like I have some memories of that as a kid where like, again, like Jack's been watching golf since he was basically in the womb. But, you know, I, I haven't watched golf quite as long as that. But again, I'm still watching quite a while and seeing, you know, the, the swoosh on the red on a Sunday is always something that's going to be a little bit of a. I'm hoping the Sunday red doesn't leave. Yeah. Um, but images of him and Sunday red mock neck 97 yes. putting on the jacket for the masters. I mean, those are going to be in my future office. I'm going to frame those. It, that's like iconic. So it's, it's sad. It's, it's one of those things where you don't realize you're in the good time until you're there. It's reminiscent. It's all these things, all these emotions that I'm going through, even though it's just freaking apparel. You, that's how important this is. A hundred percent. And again, I, I I understand that there's a an opportunity for change here, and that's beneficial. I just hope that we don't uh, make it too volatile to the point where it hurts the golf community on the back end. Yeah. And so I wish I could say what I want to say, <laughs> but I can't. Um, so <laughs> sorry. Right, we'll, we'll leave you to it. We'll get right into the Sony. I want to get trouble. We won't make Jack spill any secrets. Uh, we are staying in Hawaii this week. We're going to the Sony Open. Uh, this is a par 70 totaling 7,040 yards. Last year's winner was Siwoo Kim. Uh, Siwoo. Siwoo. Shaking that ass. Shaking that ass. Shout out to his teeth. So, yeah, last year's winner was Siwoo. Uh, nine of the previous 11 winners have played at Kapalua the previous week. I think that number is just going to continue to grow as more and more players play at Kapalua. Again, Kapalua used to only be like 30 guys. Um, so it was even more impressive in the beginning when it was like six of the last, you know, eight. Um, now that it's nine of the previous 11 and there's more and more people playing at Kapalua, I think it's going to be a little more interesting in terms of, uh, you know, how many winners you get in a row. Uh, but just realize that there's a good chance if they played last week, then they will probably win this week. Um, this course is feet. This course features tree line fairways and sharp dog legs that really minimize the distance off the tee. So if you looked at all last week, as far as course goes, where everything was wide open, uh, yeah, you're getting the opposite of this, this week, there's going to be tree line fairways. There's going to be dog legs. You know, you're not bombing it out 400 yards with a 75 foot downhill. It's just going to be a little bit of a different setup. Uh, driving accuracy has historically been highly correlated compared to driving distance here. Um, approach is still going to really be your top search, but you know, you really want to try and keep it in the fairway off the tee. So that way you have a chance to go for the green. Um, last year they actually grew the rough out here. Um, so it, it really played a bit of an effect on the, uh, on the score. Um, outside of that, if you start getting those weeds too much, it really gets too technical. I wouldn't even look into it any further than that. Um, outside of that, do you have any thoughts on this course, Jack? Jack has played this course in the past. Um, he shot 11 under and no, I'm just kidding, but, but I know, yeah. I know he played well here in the past. Uh, do you have any thoughts on Sony? Yeah. I had the opportunity to play here many years ago. Like I mentioned last year, I don't remember how the person I played with got able to play and I was invited. Thank goodness. It was awesome. It was memorable. A thousand pictures were taken. I only have like five of them on my phone. It is just so cool. Um, I do think that this week is probably going to be a big week, a bigger name taking it. We're not going to see a Tad Fujikawa come out um, and make a cut, even though it'd be really cool. 
Um, for those of you know, don't know Ted Fujikawa, which I'm assuming you casuals don't, um, he's the 16-year-old that made the cut here, 2006 or 2007. Um, so, you know what? Shout out to him. I like Blaze Akana, personally. I think he just has the best name in the uh, in the field, Cougar personally. Collins. Well, he's not in the field. I agree oh, yeah. Cougar Collins is the best name on tour, but Cougar's not playing at Sony here, and Blaze is. So. He should. Well, you should, and I would, I would, I would root for him, pick him as a winner, but unfortunately, I can't do that because he's not playing. Um, all right, with with that, do you just want to get right into the DraftKings rankings? Yeah. Again, for those of you who are just joining us, we do get view viewers every single week. Um, we're doing DraftKings DFS to start looking at price point mismatching, target players DFS pricing, and all that. Um, I know we just do DraftKings kind of carries over for the most part to FanDuel and whatnot. Obviously, pick your spots. Yeah, if there's an outlier, then take advantage of it because, again, sportsbooks are um, – they struggle with it, especially to start the year. This is the time of year to make all your money off the sportsbooks before they start to really hone in on the uh, on the expertise of the, the last, like, 10 weeks that they can basically the dig into. Dogs golf podcast. Well, that that too, but, you know, it, it happens. Um, all right. Let's start with the 10K range here on DraftKings. We've got Ludwig Auberg down to Sahith Nagala at 10,000. Yeah, um, smaller category of players to start out um, compared to last week, but still good. We did see Ludwig struggle for the first time since like his first two events, which mm-hmm. is really crazy to think about that 47th struggle. Again, 59 players, it's all relative. Um, it was weird. I'm not necessarily buying. It's one round. Listen, for anybody that's played golf, you could be a plus 10 handicap one day of the year. You're going to go out and shoot 95. It, or It's just the nature of it. Yep. I'm not buying into it. I mean, this guy's been on a tear. He's been, he has two wins in 2023 over the last like six months, handful of other top fives across the globe. I'm calling that one off. I still have total confidence in the kid. Nine for nine on cuts, 112.5 average fantasy score. I think he's doing just fine. No cause for concern. And for the top guy to be 10,500, you could really get a poke at getting the number one guy in the field without really sacrificing another $1,100. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't hate that take for sure. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think he's a fine option here. Um, I, I don't think you have to get to him. I mean, I think there's there's half a dozen guys below him that – if you made them the top option too, I wouldn't also fret at that. Um, I, th- I I think for whatever reason there is no, you know, one A for me. I guess is probably the best way to describe it in this field. I yeah, think there's a solid I, half a dozen guys that make up the top group. I should have said that better. I, I was more so saying for the quote unquote number one priced guy in the field, this is the most reasonable price I've seen for a number one player and a number one player in the field in terms of pricing at 10,500, you could get that without sacrificing your next guy being 6,300. I, I, all right, that I 100% agree on. Um, I do think that again, his price point makes it very viable if you want to go that route. Yeah. Uh, I presume that's not where your first thought is though. When you click in this 10 K range, my first thought is, well, there's two other thoughts I have. One is Sahith Thigala is weirdly priced. Yep. Because he's got a 1, a 2, a 19, and then a random 84. It's weird. I don't understand it. Um, But he is top 60 in every major PGA Tour recorded statistic. Not one outlier. This guy is solid all across the game. 
you know, he just shot, what was it, like 26? Well, I don't know what he finished, 26, 27 under last week. He, he was second place, so I yeah. think 28. 28, yeah. Because I want to say Kirk was 29. Goodness gracious, that guy's a monster. <laughs> so if you have any concern about his, you are crazy. He's second in strokes gain total, ninth in putting. This is the guy, if you were to ask, and by the way, if you're betting winners, like winning odds, sports books have this one all over the place. I saw 24 to one. I saw what I'll tell you. Mine is in a little bit, a lot higher than that. It's, it's wildly priced, but the other guy above him, Matt Fitzpatrick, why is no one talking about him? It's, it's, it doesn't make sense. He's got three top fives in his last five and a 14th and a 27th outside of that. Um, he's 14th in strokes gain total and 13th in putting on a field, which I know you're going to get into. And we take a look at our rankings here that is built on strokes gain total and putting. So I don't yeah. understand why he's, in my opinion, both him and Thagala should be above Hatton. Um, yeah, Hatton doesn't have, just for reference, Hatton is an awesome player. I'm not dogging him, but he's 117th last year in the tour on birdie average. He had really good round two where he shot like 61 or 62. But outside of that, he was pretty middling in terms of the score to field ratio. So it's a little scary as we get into another potential birdie fest where we could look at a 20 under winner. Yeah, yeah. Hatton's been playing a lot of uh, world tour. So I, 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 again, he played last week the century. He finished T14. It, 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 it was kind of a middling T14 in, per, in my personal opinion. Um, I think he'll be fine in a course like this. He's not the guy I'm looking to go to at this price point. Um, it, admittedly, I, I think you can avoid this price point as a whole. Um, I'm, I'm okay if you want to go that route. I, I think that there are two, potentially three good options in the 9K range that you could start your lineup with, and I wouldn't blame you. I mean, Fitzpatrick doesn't normally play this these events. This is going to be a new experience for them. I don't know how good he's going to be on it first time around. The Gala, again, he's probably the one guy where, like, if you wanted to get to this range, I would probably go with the Gala. Um, I think he's just kind of set up in a very good spot for this course, as well as his recent form. Again, last week was that second place. Um, so I think he's probably got to do it. Again, I don't hate Ludwig, but I just don't think that, in my opinion, he's the guy I want to get to at 10,500. You know, I, ideally, I'd like somebody who's a little bit more experienced in that in that range. I know he won at RSM, and you could argue that this is a similar course because it's like 7,000 yards, and it's really short. But, like, if we just start looping every course that's a short course together, then it, it honestly, your model's going to be way off. It's just never going to get there. I agree. So I, I, I would go with the gala if you don't go with the gala. I'm cool if you want to go to the 9K range and stack a couple of 9K guys together. Yeah, 9K looks really good. Uh, last thing on 10K range, do you want to rank them one to four? Just out of curiosity. Uh, I assume I know it, but. Yeah, I think for me, I'll go 1A, 1B. I think Ludwig is the safe option. He's okay. proven time and time again he's that guy. His worst finish was last week, and it was one round that killed him. Yeah. So I think you have a 1A in Ludwig, 1B in Sahith, because. His putting is just unreal. The proximity he had was amazing. Fitzy, three, and then Hatton, four, just because I don't know if he can repeat that birdie percentage that he had. Like I said, he was like 117th on the PGA Tour last year. Stats are a little bit skewed to start this year. 
Yeah, I might swap um, Thagala and Ludwig this week. I might go uh, Thagala one, Ludwig two, uh, Fitzy three, Hatton four. But again, if you if you started with with Ludwig, I get it. I just think that I'm I'm avoiding him this week because I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. But that's just personal opinion. Just one more round to see him. Yeah, just just to see what's what's going on on the West Coast. Because again, he last week was century and he didn't have it. Now again, that could have been course specific. Could have been anything. Could have been the four weeks he had off. Maybe he wasn't used to it. But just you know, just something to keep a vantage point on. He'll he'll be somebody I'll really monitor this week. I'm curious, you know, what the breaks done. Was it a one-time fluke? You know, was it a course specific setup that was the challenge? But I'm okay avoiding him this week because there's plenty of other good options. Well, Mr. Cocky, why don't you get into the 9K range that you seem to love so much? I'm just saying. Uh, we're starting with Brian Harmon at 9,900, all the way down to Hideki Matsuyama at 9,000. Uh, this is a interesting range. Um, you have Chris Kirk at 9,500, who won last week. He's also played really well on this course in the past. I want to say he's got at least one top five finish, maybe two. Um, you have arguably the best golfer in terms of current form. If you take into account the guy who's probably played the most in Eric Cole, again, he's got a second, two thirds, a fourth, the 14 last week at the century, and then a 35 at Sanderson. So he's kind he's basically been on a heater for top thirties since the start of the swing season. You're talking about Eric Cole? Yeah, Eric Cole. Yeah. Let me just read. I know you guys, this is not a visual podcast. Um, Eric Cole on a heater. That is my first note. So yeah. I'm glad we're on the same page for that. Yeah, one. on on a absolute bleeping heater. All right, that is all you need to know. I I think if you start your lineup with Eric Cole, you are you could be in very good shape as well. If you didn't start oh with a 10K guy. God, yeah, Eric Cole. Shout out you. You're a dog. He by the way, for the record, you know he was a rookie last year. He's 35. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think a lot of people understand that. That guy's a monster. He's a gym rat. Go Google him. Go read some articles. I'm a nerd. This is what me is kind of my job, but it is awesome. But you want to talk really quickly. I know you're going to get into some guys and a little more stats. Okay. Eric Cole, a guy you can start your lineup. Why don't we talk about quickly? Why in the heck is Will Zalatoris in the 9K range? How is that possible? How yeah. is that possible? If you put Will Zalatoris in your lineup, quit gambling. Hey, you know what though? If you are somebody that real is in like a you're in an 800 person field and you got one person that wins and you're like, I need to be different than everybody else. You're going to do that with Will Zalatoris. Nobody else is going crazy enough to get to him at 9,300. And if, if you're play- putting more than a dollar on your DFS play with Will Zalatoris, then, oh my goodness. I, I, I agree. It is going to be one of those things where if you are, if you, if he's in your lineup, you are a begging that, that he pulls one out of his ass and that you, you were in like a single entry winner take all style tournament. Um, and therefore he ends up winning you all of the money because of his luckiness. Um, this is not the week to do it. Again, he finished last at the hero or second to last. No, no last dead last at the hero with an 81 and a 79 and talk about what's the number one statistical measurement that we're looking for. Putting putting. Oh my God. Yeah. He was like, nothing about this makes sense. 8,300. I don't even think that's right. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's ninety three hundred for Will Zalatoris is an awful price. Um, I think a lot of us can admit on that. It's the it's the name that that people are going to bet on, and I hope a bunch of 
casual golf bettors that don't know any better can click on Actually, this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're in my DFS, take the risk. Take the risk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. That tells us everything we need to know. Uh, one guy I will mention, Corey Connors at 9,800. Um, he's basically always at least top 10 in approach and top 10 in strokes gain T to green here at Sony. He He's just great in terms of value. I don't know if he's going to win. But he's more or less finished top like 15 here each of the last four times he's been here. It's it's not it's not flashy, it's not pretty, but he's gonna get the job done and he's gonna have good approach play. Um, and again, if outside of putting, the approach play is really an important factor here. Um, another guy heavily on approach who who I like maybe just slightly less than Corey Connors, but in a similar bucket, um, Russell Henley is a pretty viable option. Mr. Um, Accuracy. Yeah, he is he is all approach, no putting. Um, so I think Corey Connors offers a little bit of putting upside. I think Russell Henley offers very little putting upside personally. But I do again, Russell Henley is one of the better approach players on tour. Um, he did finish 52nd last week at the Century. Um, so if that tells you maybe not his best tournament of all time, but it's it's an option here if you want to get to it. Yeah, I'll jump in with a couple notes of my own. Um, Brian Harmon. This time last year, I bet bogey free at plus 1300. He's smacked right on this time. I'm a huge fan of Brian Harmon later in the year that will taper off right yep. now. You get a hammer and back to back top tens. Granted, I know one was the hero, but still a loaded field, still impressive. Like you talked about with Corey Connors, every statistical model that I looked at had Corey Connors in here. That's what they call a public warning. Um, yep. I still think we're safe here. Eric Cole, not going to spend too much time on Chris Kirk though. When he won last year, he immediately turned into the worst golfer I've ever seen in my life. So caution to the wind that I know that hopefully that doesn't repeat itself. I think that JT Poston is also a really good guy to target here. Two top fives in his last three starts. Yep. Really quiet. Um, again, don't know why Will Zalator is here. And I also don't know why Hideki Matsuyama is here. I think it's because of the name and being a past winner. Outside yeah, it's, that, it, it's past winners, and and he's had some good history here, like, you know, four or five-plus years ago. Um, and that That's all it is. I mean, again, Jack and I are off of Hideki just based on form right now. Um, if you, again, he's, he's a guy. Like, last week. I'm definitely off him. Well, and, 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 it, and, it, and it's the same boat as El Torres. If you need something where you're like, hey, I need, you know, I'm in an 800-person entry, and we get one winner, who am I betting? Hideki's your guy. That he's got it. He's got a chance. This is the field where he could do it, where he pulls something out of his ass. But it's just not the kind of one that like if you just want to win money based on logic alone and just like not take the chance on that for solos, you don't go to Hideki. Yeah, it's not safe. It's risky. It's all risky. Yeah, very risky. All right. uh, Do you have a top three in this range? I'm curious. Um, Probably statistically, it could be Corey Connors. But I think for me, just everything I've witnessed with my eyeballs it's got to be Eric Cole number one. I think Brian Harmon's number two, and Eric, or excuse me, Corey Connors could be three, but I could also see him tied with a quiet JT Poston. Yeah, I think for me, Eric Cole one, Corey Connors two, um, and for me, it's split between like a Harmon and and probably a JT Poston. Right on the uh, same guys though, yeah. Yeah, same guys, just different orders. All right, into the 8K range we go. Uh, up top we have Benny on. At uh, 8,700, all the way down to Keegan Brown. Oh, no, just kidding. Adam Hadwin at 8,000. First of all, Benny on. Recency bias alert. Recency. Mm-hmm. Listen, 
that happened last year. Again, I know everybody looks at the most recent form. We're betters. I get that. He could not finish in the top 100 for like four weeks in a row. So just throw caution in there. You saw him do really well. His price is really elevated. It's DFS. It's scary. There could be upside to it. But just remember, at some point last year, it was more likely that he missed the cut by four shots than made it. I will say this. Uh, Benny on served a suspension prior to last week. Um, so he got some time away from golf. He came back last week and had a combined like plus eight and a half strokes um, between around the green and putting. And uh, as a wise man said in the last you know 15 minutes on this call, uh, putting is going to be an extremely important statistic on this course. Thank you. So, <laughs> so I don't hate the Benny on option at all. Um, and I think it's, I think he, again, his I, price I, is elevated to me. That's all I was really trying to get at. I, I agree. His price is elevated. I think if you want to get away from him, I don't blame you. I also think that again, people are, you know, don't sit here and think he's going to win, but do I think he's got a top 20 in him? Yeah, sure. I could see top 20 here like that. That'd be a good number for me. And I'm pretty happy with that at 8,700. Yeah, I think that he's he's an okay option. Um, yeah. I'm going to go back to the well on Cam Davis. He just screwed Ooh. my anus. But let me tell you, on the year, he's six for six on cuts. His worst finish is 52nd, which in every field still makes the cut. Granted, I know it's a smaller field, 59, but he still finished at like 13 under. That's going to make, you know, that's going to be at some point on 85% of boards a top 30 so it's all generalized there's a lot of statistics that go into it his scoring average on the year 68.9 even with the 52nd and a 38th and in that 52nd he had two rounds that were above par in a birdie fest field so if you take that all into you know equate 68.9 if he just averages that he's going to make the cut plus more in like 95 percent of fields we just found the one that it wasn't yeah, I I, I, try, I think he'll make the cut here. I have a gut feeling that my my thought on on uh oh my gosh I should, I just said Chris Davis. Davis. Thank you. Shout I out said, Chris Davis on the Orioles. Yeah, I was gonna say I was blanking for a hot minute there. That was awful. Uh, I think your, my version of Cam Davis is probably similar to your version of Benny on. I I think Cam Davis will make the cut. I could t- I I see him finishing at like t forty to t sixty. Like I, I, this just doesn't seem like the kind of course that really fits his mold. Um, and for whatever reason, I just don't, don't see him popping off this week, especially in a, in, in a, in a, this kind of a format and this kind of a field for him. Yeah. Well, if you're looking for another guy in the field, I'd go Denny McCarthy. Okay. Um, the only stat that you need to know about him and the only stat you've ever heard about him, he's a dog on the putter. So, you know, he's averaging 29th place in the year with a 43rd and a fifth. Still really well. Um, he placed, uh, I can't remember what he placed in 24, but he played here. He did well enough to the point where I have a note that smudged out because I write in whiteboard like an idiot. Um, but he's a putting monster. While Liam talks about his next guy, I'll get you that place. Yeah, um, the guy I'll talk about is Siwoo. Siwoo Kim, uh, last year's winner, is only priced at 8600 Usually they're priced way higher. Um, again, like Hideki's at 9,000, Siwoo's at 8,600. I think that you could have flopped those quite easily and personally. Um, uh, I think you could have flopped Siwoo and Will Zaltoris as well. Um, he's made five of six cuts here at the Sony, um, including a solo fourth finish in 2016, in addition to his win last year. 
Um, he's gained on strokes off the tee and around the greens in all six of his starts at Wailea. Sorry. Um, at all six of his starts here at Wailea. Here's, and I do have a list here. Here's eight other players who have avoided missing the cut each of the last five years. Um, Corey Connors, Hideki Matsuyama, Ryan Palmer, Stuart Sink, Kevin Stuart. Kisner, Kevin Kisner, Adam Svensson, Brendan Todd, and Harris English. And then if you want guys that haven't made the cut here in over five years, uh, so they're on the opposite end, Mark Hubbard, Doug Gim, Gary Woodland, Luke List, Kurt Kitayama, Troy Merritt. So, again, some well-known names between those two lists. Take that into account what you need. If your job is to try and get six guys to make the cut, maybe you go Brendan Todd. Maybe you go Adam Svensson. Maybe you go Ryan Palmer. I would avoid going Mark Hubbard, you know, Troy Merritt, Gary Woodland, personally. Yeah, we'll we'll get into Gary Woodland in a little bit. Um, to go back, though, um, he finished 32nd here last year. So, 32nd, good putter. Talking about Danny McCarthy. Oh, um, gotcha. 32nd. Really good putter at 8,432nd. We're taking that a hundred times out of a hundred. You, you so. scared you scared me when you said finish 32nd because I was like, who in that list of guys that I said suck here finished 32nd? Because I looked at all their stats and I was like, they all were awful here, all missing the cut. So no, Denny McCarthy is a valid option. Again, putting contest. Den- Denny fits the mold. It makes sense. Um, I think old man Justin Rose could be a good option here. I know he didn't play great last week. Um, this is something that definitely fits his style a little more approach and putting. Um, so I think 8,200, all things considered, pretty good price for him. He's in here, you know, on the bottom end of a pretty good tier. Um, so I think he's a valid option if you if you want to get to him. Yeah, and you can sneak in guys like Keegan Bradley and Steven Yeager. You know, Keegan Bradley's boring. He's going to make the cut. Yeah. He's not going to be on the final port of the leaderboard Sunday. Steven Yeager, um, outside of a really weird finish to the end of the year, he's had two top 30s and other ones, 45 and 48, going to make the cut, going to get to your points. Nothing fancy, nothing sexy, yeah. uh, unless you're doing placement bets. But two guys at the bottom that you could round your lineup out with. Yeah, I think they're valid options. I don't think they offer the upside you want in an 8,000 press player, personally. Yeah. Instead of doing a top three, do you have two guys that you're going for more than others in this? G- g- give me give me Siwoo and give me Benny on. Wow, I know we don't that's have any of the same guys. I know that's boring. I like both. I like both of those guys a lot. I liked Rosie too. I wanted to throw Rosie in there, but I, I just couldn't do it. Uh, but yeah, give me Benny on and Siwoo in this AK range. I love both of them. Yeah, it's so funny. I'm going Denny McCarthy and Cam Davis, which is kind of opposite risk reward. But you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens there. Uh, into the 7K range we go. Yeah, it starts off at Alex Noren um, and finishes off with. Uh, oh, I was going to say Ben Coles, but it's Song Yong Kim. Seon Kim for anybody that was, um, they, they pronounce it so weird on the world tours. I hate it. Confuses me. I also watch most of it on mute, but, um, a couple guys in here. First off, Alex Noren, don't sleep on him. He's quiet. He's very quiet. 23rd at the RSM second in Butterfield third in Shriners. Um, you know, ever since the Fortnite where he just really sucked. He's come along a long way for uh, for five run cuts, like I talked about. Um, next guy, let me just say this: I don't do alerts outside of Abraham answer. <laughs> this is a mispriced alert. If you do not have Akshay Bhatia, again, pop public fade warning. He's going to be owned in a lot of lineups. Yeah, he needs to be on your lineup. He's seventy eight hundred. He led the field in putting in a field of putters. 
He's finished. He finished 14th. And then the last, you know, handful of weeks back out, he's hit top 44 or something like that in like seven straight weeks. So he needs to be in your lineup. He's a ball striker. And at one point, I mean, he led last week. So talk about a guy that you just need to get in your lineup right away. No questions asked. Yeah, uh, two quick comments on those guys. Alex Noren, great putter. So, again, he fits the mold of what Jack's kind of looking for. Um, and Akshay, this is a, you know, coastal-style course. So it also fits his normal mold of where he plays best on. Um, he also had, again, best, best putting surface, Bermuda, fits. Um, so, again, and these are just metrics that that you might not even think about in terms of day-to-day life that uh, both these guys fit in terms of this course and the layout. So Yeah, yeah. Um- Quickly going down, I know that you gave a really, really good stat that everybody should take into account about Luke List. Yep. Um, Luke List has dominated over the last seven weeks. Um, all made cuts, obviously. Six top 25s in that, including a win. Um, his only miss is like 45th on an average placement of 21.5. So those stats need to be taken into consideration when you bet. Um, I think the world, if you're a golf nerd, um, like myself, is watching for uh, outside of the stud from Illinois, who's on the Ryder Cup or Palmer Cup teams with Adrian Dumont de Charse, um, Chacharay, whatever you say it. Um, in the beginning of his career, his first start, he won. His second start, he was runner up. And then he had uh, three more, four more top tens considering after that. He's only had one top 15 since. And the last four he's had are 41st, 92nd, 85, 52. We'll make it five eighty second. That's on World Tour and Corn Ferry Tour. So I originally thought about betting him because obviously I know who that is. You know, Illinois is a school that I wanted to play golf at growing up. I love Mike Small. It is a very scary price point to be at when all eyes are on you and your PGA Tour quote unquote debut. I know he's technically played events, but it's obviously his campaign. I am very very scared, and I think that you need to see one, see the ball going first. Yeah, I'll say this. I think that the top half a dozen guys in the 7K range are probably in their own tier, admittedly. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of a tier break. If you, Once you get below, you know, Batia, Kuchar, maybe throw in Svensson, throw in Glover, I guess. Although Glover, admittedly, has been playing kind of weird um, as of recent. Coming I think – I think. Bit. I think those like four or five, six guys, if you want to loop in Norn and Todd, are probably their own tier in this range. If you can get up to them, that's great. Um, I honestly, middle of this 6K or 6K, middle of this 7K range, absolutely terrifying for me. I don't know if I want any of these guys. Not a lot of hitters here. I mean, yeah, like, Aaron, just Aaron Rye, about... awful putter, yep. Keith Mitchell, really long ball, but the, I don't know if he fits this course the way you want to. Ben Griffin, what what Ben Griffin are we getting this week? Are we getting TikTok Ben Griffin that's going to, you know, do the renegade? Or are we going to get Ben Griffin that is going to come out and shoot 64 each day? We'll never know. Uh, Billy Horschel, again, we're, we're on the West Coast. This is not his style of format. He does better once we get to Florida. Um, and then once you get below, really, Adrian, like 7,300, you start getting more interesting for me. You know, Adrian's a good choice. Eric Van Ruyen's a good choice. Uh yeah, Jack really likes a guy at 7,100 that I am also a big fan of. Thank you for saving that. I was going to get on you. I know. I know you were. And then I think he also likes a guy at 7,000. So I'll leave him some of the some of these guys in here. Uh, but just know the guy at 7,100, I am in the, I am in the exact same boat uh, of as Jack. Yeah. Um, 
before I get to that, um, like what you mentioned earlier, EVR, he's been on a tear lately. 7,200, I consider that a little bit of a mismatch for me in terms of a pricing point. I think you could add 1,000 to it and it'd still be reasonable. Um, I mean, heck, last time he was 22nd of the century, time before that he won. Um, he's been, since um, the PGA Tour and the World Tour kind of started, it's a different format. It's really weird if you don't know what you're talking about. His worst finish is 30th. So take that into consideration. It's a mismatch in pricing. Alexander Bjork, my hero last year at the Open and at the Scottish Open. Uh, he's coming back on the PGA Tour. Kind of a, you know, heads up. Um, Gary Woodland should not be in this price point. He should be the last spot. I love Gary Woodland. I loved when he won at Pebble. Four months ago, he had surgery for a brain lesion. He missed the cut here last year. He didn't look great to end the year. I need to see some stuff before I go through. Um, but the guy that I am over the moon excited about at 7,100, Rio Hisasune. You've heard me talk about him like seven times over the last seven months. Guy's an animal. Um, his last five starts are win, sixth, 21st, ninth, and 18th. That's not Corn Ferry. That's World Tour and PGA Tour. So this guy's been on a tear. Um, he really showed off at the Zozo. He's young. He's 21 years old. He's my favorite Japanese golfer, not named Hideki Matsuyama. He's like 21 years old. So get ready to see him on leaderboards for the next decade. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm a big fan of Rio this week. Um, again, tied sixth at Zozo, tied tenth at Barracuda. He's got five straight top 20s or better on DP World Tour. Got got guys on a heater. I mean, he's not Eric Cole level heater, but like the 7K range, this is a heater. All right, this is what you're looking for in this kind of a range. So this is the kind of thing that could definitely be your sixth guy in your lineup. And Plus, he's got the most badass picture on OWGR <laughs> you can imagine. The same with those, like, you know, those tooly, you know, people that do shotguns on TikTok where they wear yeah. those weird glasses. That's exactly what you're thinking of. A hundred percent. So, yeah, I'm I'm big on Rio. And then you got one more guy at 7K, right? Oh, Ben Coles? Yes. Yeah, my man Ben Coles. Um, I almost had a bet on him, too. Um, he is really interesting because he'll go – you know, he's got five top tens in his last six starts. Um, he has the ability to go deep in every category in terms of scoring, birdie percentage, all these numbers. Hawaii is a different ball game. You know, you're getting up to it's a difference. I mean, RSM Classic, when he finished fifth, birdies were flying there much, you know, like it. Not a style that I would translate 100% to in terms of the Sony. So he's a guy at 7K that you could fill out your lineup with and be very confident on. Um but it's a little bit scary. I'd rather play him, you know, on like waste management, for example. That's what I'm kind of targeting. But 7K is still really low for a guy of this magnitude. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I think he's a valid option. Again, I think if you had the choice between him and Rio, I'm taking oh, Rio. Yeah. But uh, but I get it if, if you want to switch it up and go with Ben as well. Um, all right. Are we going to dig into the 6K range here? Or do you want to list a couple guys? Do you want to list favorites in 7K range? There's too many guys in there. We like Rio. Rio. That's the that's the important part. Rio's your six your seven K guy. If you're not taking Batia or Norin. Yeah, ba Batia and Rio are the two guys that you should get to. Yes, absolutely. Um, all right, into the six K range we go. Uh, I'll let you start because I have a couple options and a couple paths I can go here. Yeah, Ryan Palmer all the way down to a guy that you've probably never heard of, not even scrolling it. Um, there's three guys I want to talk about, and then I'm done. Cool. So first and foremost, really interesting price point for Robert McIntyre. Yep. He's top 50 in the world. He's done really well um, since like September on the world tour. He's got 
let me look, like three top 25s, one 26th, and then one 58th where he shot like a 79 or something to start and then crawled back. He's a monster. You talk about what they're projecting at pretty high wins this week. It's kind of a mismatch in price for me, especially with a name that's recognized to, uh, you know, even casuals. You know who Robert yeah. McIntyre is, Return of the Mac. Um, another guy that I'm looking at here, um, Camille Vajegas, I think yep. is a very weirdly priced guy. Now, granted, back-to-back 50th places. Granted, I understand that. Been on a heater. So I don't I don't understand um, what we're looking at. Oh, and I apologize. I apologize. I know it's format. I know I broke it. 7K guy. I have it written down as 6K. I meant to say 7K. Davis Thompson, mismatch in price. He's dominated, has made every cut. Um, 29.8 scoring average or uh, placement average. Yep. Uh, those are the two guys I like. There's going to be a guy that's going to pop off. You're going to see a David Lipsky pop off. You're going to see an Alexander Toasty pop off, my guy. You're going to see a Semi Kawa pop off. You're going to probably see some casuals, Harry Hall. There's going to be a bunch of stuff like that. So just be a lookout. Yeah, Jack was out here trying to list some of the guys I was looking at. Uh, but unfortunately, he managed to avoid them all for me, so I can still say him. Uh, if you want volatility, welcome Ryan Palmer. Um, he's got basically six starts so far this year. He's got two of them where he's finished worse than 120th, two of them where he's finished 65th and 68th, and then two of them where he's been top 10. So <laughs> it's going to be really volatile. Goodness. Um, it's super ugly. Uh, but he is also one of the guys that has made the cut here in each of the last five years. He's one of those eight guys. Um, so he's got the power of the, the course history with him. Uh, so I think this could very easily be an option where Ryan Palmer has one of those top 10 weeks. Um, I do also like the other Ryan as well. Ryan Moore. Uh, hold on. I had him. He's made four straight cuts with three of them finishing top 13 or better. And he plays best on shorter courses, i.e. here. Um, so at 6,700, it's a pretty bad. It's, it's a valid option. There's lots of worse options at 6,700, in my opinion. Um, beyond that, you can get into like the Aaron Baddeley's at 6,400. Joel Damon at 6,300. He hasn't played in a while, so he's a little scary, kind of on first trip around. Um, but that's an option. The other guy I don't totally hate is Brent Snedeker at 6,200. At, at 6, um, again, not a, not a pretty play. You're not writing home about it. But the guy is probably going to make the cut and finish somewhere in the realm of 40th to 60th. And at 6,200, you can't really complain about it too much. Yeah, let me just, like, every time I talked about 7,500 is my benchmark. If you just make the cut, I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, Brent Snedeker has made the cut here in six of his eight career appearances. Honestly, the biggest concern is that the last time he tried to play in November, he had a rib injury and ended up withdrawing. So if you go with Brent, you're going to have to probably keep an eye on the medical card and make sure that he actually tees it up on Thursday and gets through all four rounds. That's that's your biggest question with him, in my opinion. Yeah. And the last guy I'll name, um, he's French. He's Matthew Pavon. Um, mm-hmm. He's 22 on mm-hmm. 26 cuts in the World Tour. Um, I think he snuck a corn ferry in there. But his last six, he's got five top 15s. So talking about guy in a World Tour to kind of dominate, including the Tour Championship, Really slept on tournament back in November. He's played a little bit of a break since then, but he placed fifth. You know how many dogs played in that? You know what I mean? I mean, come yeah. on. So and yeah. he, he's scoring really well. He's got a scoring average of um, just under 70, which is all relative considering that a lot of the events that they played in, 
had a scoring average of like 71. So if you know what Europe, if you watch DP World Tour, I keep wanting to call it European Tour, you know scoring average is not relative to the PGA Tour, just for reference. 100%. All right, are we going to get into the uh, DraftKings and FanDuel lineups? Yeah, let me start it off with my DraftKings. I did go a 10K guy. I went Sahith Figal at 10K. I'm confident. I do like Eric Cole at 9,700. Big jump down. I did do Denny McCarthy at 8,400. Akshay Bhatia, 7,800. My man Rio, 7,100. And I did sneak in Ben Coles at 7,100. There you go. Uh, Yeah, it's a a valid lineup, especially getting Coles on the bottom. You got Sahith. You got Eric Cole. I think it's going to be very interesting. Uh, my my DraftKings lineup is terrifying. I'm gonna not not gonna beat around the bush here. Uh, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a sweat for me. Uh, I'm starting off Eric Cole 9700. Then I'm going Benny on at 8700. Then I'm going Siwoo Kim at 8600. Then I'm going Alex Noren at 7900. Then I'm going Akshay Bhatia at 7800. And then I'm going to Rio. Um, hit hit soon. It's a Sune. It's a Sune at 7,100. Yeah, I think that the two big ones, or the, the three middle guys for you, Benny On, Siwoo, and Norn, are going to determine if you make money or lose money. A hundred percent. I need ideally two of them to finish like top 25. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 the, that's the big, I, I, maybe Akshay. You could probably throw Akshay in there for top 25. If two of those four finish top 25 um, and Eric Cole also plays well, then I have a chance. My FanDuel lineup, a um, little bit safer, I would say. Starting off, Ludwig Auberg at 12K. I bit the bullet. I did it. Not happy about it, but I did it. I have Eric Cole, 10,700. He's been out of my terror. Come on. Sahith Thigala, 10,300. Akshay Bhatia, 9,800. I did go Rio Hisasune at 8,600. And then rounding off, EVR at 8,300. Guy's been out of monster. He's been out of roll. Yeah, he's been crushing it. Uh, for my fan duel, I'm starting off. I, again, I did go a little higher up in terms of the order on this one. I went Corey Connors at 8,900. Um, second can be Eric Cole at 10. Oh, gosh. I said 8,900 for Corey Connors. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, steal of a price. I know. That'd be great. Uh, no, Corey Connors at 10,900. Uh, second can be Eric Cole at 10,700. Third can be Benny on at 10,500. Fourth can be Sibu Kim at 9,900. Fifth, give me Akshay Bhatia at 9,800. And sixth, give me Ryan Moore at 8,200. I think that that is a little bit safer of a lineup. I know I talked about you having two of the same three guys that are risky. Yep. But I I think the Corey Connors, or Eric Cole, kind of a back-to-back in terms of getting a higher guy is going to be really beneficial. I, I agree. And I think that the uh, if it would have worked out better in DraftKings, I 100% would have done it. Yeah. Um, but I wanted Akshay. I wanted Siwoo and, and really just kind of working around those two. I I just I, I struggled to find another guy in that like 90, 9700 to 10K plus range other than Eric Cole. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that it's going to be a little bit more volatile than last week. Obviously, we're expanding the field, expanding the players. Um, so I'm excited to see what holds uh, for this week. 100 percent. All right. Into the bets we go. Yeah, and Mr. Four Units Up last week. Why don't you kick us off? Um, all right. I went a little haywire. Um, again, you know, a couple good weeks in a row, and I think I've decided that I that, that I thought I was good at betting. So now I have five bets this week. 
there's there's one or two that are a little terrifying in here. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a bit of a sweat for me this week. Um, I'm gonna start off with Siwoo Kim top 30 at plus 110. Uh, my other one is Eric Cole top 40 at minus 150. Then I've got Matt Kuchar top 20 at plus 200. Now you're gonna hear that number and be like, holy crap, that's really high. Um, he's recorded eight top 13 finishes here over his last 10 Sony open starts, including a top seven each of the last two years. So that's why I did top 20. I gave myself a little bit of extra breathing room. Again, eight breathing last room. Top 13. Hey, listen, I, for the record, everybody, I tried to fight him to go top 30 and 40 and he bit me on it. So <laughs> yeah, I did bite him on it. No, I'm going Matt Kuchar top 20 at plus 200. And that's the option. Um, uh, my fourth one is Justin Rose, top 40 at minus 110. Um, and then my last one is Eric Van Ruyen, top South African at minus 125. The only guy he has to beat is Garrick Higo. Um, and again, Garrick Higo, I think he's dropped about 100 spots in the OWGR. 140. There you go, 140 spots in the OWGR in the last like year. So I, I will take the chance with EVR, and that's at minus 125. Yeah, I think that's... That's probably my favorite bet outside of the one that you took from me. Uh, or okay. didn't take from me. I think everybody likes Eric Cole. My odds are going to be different than Liam's. I got mine in, as I do, because I'm a nerd and I love the times and I, I know it. Um, I got it earlier than his, so my odds look different. So starting off, my Eric Cole top 40 bet is minus 140 instead of his 150. Um, I love it. I, I don't understand how that could miss, but every time I say that, it seems to miss. Yeah, I was just saying, we'll don't see. jinx us with that. Come on, don't do that. We'll see. Um, uh, I also have Corey Connors top 30 minus 105. Um, I think it's a really good play. His ball striking is out of this world, and he always turns it up when the wind's in his face. So I think it's a really good one. Um, probably my favorite two bets I'll get into First and foremost, Sahith Thigala versus Will Zalatoris was a matchup. Sahith Thigala was minus 110 to beat him. How is that physically? I don't want to tell you how much money I put on that, but let me just tell you. You know what? I'm going to count it. I put 10 units on it. There you go. So I am putting for the record that that is a 10x play. I've never done it before. The most I've ever done was what, like two and a half, three last year? Yeah. 10 unit play. I don't know. I'm crazy. I'm stupid. Whatever. Next, you know, I'll talk, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about Will Zalatoris. 39th or worse. That's the play. Guy sucks at putting. He's injured. I love the guy. People say I look like him in terms of stature. I'm a fan of his. We stopped playing in the middle round to watch him win. He's injured. He's He's got to get something. It doesn't look good. Um, that's minus 110 for 39th. It's already been bumped. Last time I checked, it was like 44th. So he's down five placement points on that. I'm I'm gonna laugh if like Will Zalatoris comes out like a brand new man, like he fixed his putter. I'm he's out, he's out, he's out there. He's out there running up the leaderboards, giving Jack a scare. I'm gonna I'm gonna laugh my ass off if that happens. I agree. I don't think he stands a chance, but like. I'm not rooting against Will Zalatoris because the guy yeah, is this still week a I am. Golfer. But everything else, no. Yeah. I, I, again, I'm a huge Willie Z fan. It's just the nature of betting is you got to take emotion aside. Yeah. Um, next couple plays here, uh, Sahith Figala, top 40, minus 134, mismatch in price. He's hit that three out of four wildly. Um, Akshay Bhatia, top 40, minus 105. He's looked really good. If he does 
20% of what he did last week, he's going to hit that number. He did amazing in putting. He finished first. If he can finish top 15, he's going to hit that number. It's the nature of it. Rio Hisasune, my man, top 40, plus 150, highest odds I have on the board. I think it's the only plus I have that locked in. Um, guy's a monster. The reality of it, um, he's hit this in seven of his last of eight, eight events. He played so much golf. He hit it 22 times last year across the World Tour and PGA Tour. Um, and he's up to 74th in the OWGR. So all this combined in a weaker style field, I think 40 is a good number to target him at. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Uh, I saw Jack had the Rio bet. I was a little sad. I thought about it. Uh, I didn't have the the balls to get to it because I was like, eh, let's not let's not put too much on Rio in the, uh, you know, on one of his first events of the year. But uh, Jack felt pretty confident on it. And again, I uh, I respect it. I'm, I think that bet is going to be quite exciting. Yeah, it's it's scary. Um, right now, I'm checking just because I'm curious. It's already got boom, to plus 145. It's going to happen. Of course, the week. I mean, it's Monday for Pete's sake. Two yeah. bets I was on the fest about was was Adrian Dumont to Chars to Chassar. I don't know. I can't say his name. It's in my head now. Yeah, he's Top Belgian. 40 yeah. plus 130. Again, it's a little bit volatility looking at his stats. Ben Coles, my man, top 40 was also plus 150 on the fence. Couldn't get to it. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, no big. You still had, what, half a dozen bets, maybe seven bets? Yeah, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, including a 10-unit play. There you go. So you had 17, I technically. That'll be, be fun. A Sahith will either be my favorite golfer or my least favorite golfer after this week. There you go. All right. Uh, do you want to go winners or wild or wild picks first? You know what? I hit two wildcard picks last week, so I might as well keep on the thread. There you go. Um, my wildcard pick, not necessarily the craziest of odds. Denny McCarthy, top 20 at plus 240. Um, he's played really well this year. Um, obviously, he hasn't necessarily held a trophy or gained 5 million social media followers, you know, the whole thing. But top 20 for a guy that's lights out and putting definitely has a chance. Yeah, uh, I think Denny Denny's a solid choice. And again, 240 is a pretty good number to get him out there for top 20. Um, my wildcard pick, again, I'm going for a guy that I just want to kind of keep an eye on a little bit this week. Um, somebody that I think could be in a very interesting choice down the road, you know, should the time come. Um, I'm going Rio Hitsasune, top 20, plus 400. Plus 400 has been a really good number for us in the past as well. It's like an 80% um, clip. Yeah, last year on the turn dogs, I think we hit plus 400s at, at least a 50% clip to say the minimum. Um, and that's probably lowballing it too. So Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, it, it sounds wrong to hear what he's saying. <laughs> yes. Plus 400 wild cards I, were just unreal. Yeah, we were really good at him for whatever reason. I think we cooled off at the end, so we'll see what happens. Uh, but out of the blue, again, Rio is somebody I'm trying to, trying to keep an eye on this week. So it'll be fun as a wild card pick. Winners? Yeah, so... I went two pretty big ones. Again, I'm going to be in the corner for both these guys in terms of everything. Oh, gosh. Sahith Thigala, 33 to 1 was the best odds I could get on him. Um, some had him at like 24, like I talked about earlier. 28 to 30 was probably the rough range of what I saw for the majority of them, but 33 to 1 was what the best I could get. And then I do have Akshay Bhatia at 60 to 1. If he can get that, I mean, listen, he had a couple holes there where he made the smallest of mistakes. And in a smaller field like that, where birdies are the norm, it gets spread out a lot more. So instead of seeing a 29 under field, I'm thinking we see a 19 to 20. Those mistakes are a little bit smaller than what they were last week. 60 to one, 
I think it's a good shot. Yeah, I like both your winner's picks. Um, I unfortunately have already used both Sahith and Akshay, um, so I could not use them this week. Um, just based on the fact that, again, I'm using everybody once outside of majors. Um, so for my winner's picks this week, I am going Benny on and Justin Rose. Uh, Justin Rose is 40 to one odds. I don't remember Benny on's off the top of my head. I'm sure that if, if you need it, I can look into it in the future. Um, nice but 30 yeah, 30 to one, 30 to one. Okay. There you go. On that average, makes, you could yeah. find probably better odds, but that's uh, that, that makes sense. So those are the two I'll, that I'll stick with. Um, again, I think Justin Rose, although he didn't play great last week, he had a great weekend, and I think he could fit really well on a course like this. Yeah, so that is everything. Um, as always, um, go check out social media over the course of the next three days. Additional, I mean, there's only like two sports books that have top 40 plays, matchups, categories right now. So over the course of the next 72 hours, so much more opening is going to be had. So if you want additional plays, obviously go check us out there. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, feel free to follow us along on social media. Jack's out kind of crushing it. Uh, you know, you can you can feel free to talk smack on Jack and he will he will respond to you in the I social will. media world. I will respond. And he will probably tell you why you're wrong. He's pretty he's pretty good at that, especially in the golf world. He likes to tell people and explain to them why they're uh, why, why their uh, section of golf knowledge is just poor. And he's quite good at it, which can be very annoying. But also, if you get him, then you're just better. Hey, you know, what's not annoying is when everyone says we're wrong. And last year we had over 80 units up on just golf, which doesn't happen. Everybody that are cappers on the, you know, I'll rant on this forever. We're winning you freaking money. We just paid your mortgage. If you bet a standard unit of a hundred, honestly, there you go. All right, everyone, we will leave you there. As far as the Sony open goes um, ne- next week, we will end up with the American express. It's going to be probably a weaker field. Cause you know, the American express compared to the Sony, I feel like the Sony always finds a nice little crowd. Uh, But we will leave you there, and we will see you next week. Good luck and good betting. Deuces.